Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast where we normally go through Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, but again, there are no Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to go through. We're on hiatus from that standpoint, but of course, there's so much news to get into. I'm one of your hosts, uh, co-hosts today, Anthony Canton III. Um, it's a, it's a, we got a makeshift crew today. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's we got less, Aven- it's R- less Avengers, more Revengers. Yes, yes, more Revengers, and that makes sense. And that that voice you hear is our producer, Jake Christie. Jake, how are you? And he muted himself. I'm doing pretty so, well. Yes, I did. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, sorry, there was a sound in the coming out of the window behind me. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, the news we're about to talk about, notwithstanding. Yeah, of course not. And of course, we got a special guest uh, in the building with us. Uh, Count the Dings, Dave Dufour is in the house. Marvel enthusiast, Dave, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Really good, especially because Moon Knight. But. Uh... Well, Dave, really, I got really Dave. I gotta admit, I'm not good. I'm not good right Uh-oh. now. No, no, no. I'm, not good. Oh. I'm, a little, I'm a little annoyed. I'm yeah. a little. I'm a little pissed. Yeah, we got the Spider-Man. Listen, Listen, Listen. hold on, hold on, Dave. Let me let me get this. Off. Money solves problems. It will. Most likely, it will. And I agree with you on that standpoint. And I understand everybody's still very optimistic that the deal's gonna get done and everything's gonna work out. But I, I would say Kevin Feige's comments kind of missed me a little bit over the weekend, only because it's just this idea that first he talked about, oh, we have this plan for, for the next Spider-Man to be a Peter-oriented story. It's going to be great exploring his identity being outed and all this other stuff. And then the other day, and I understand they're not going to make any comments because they're at, a, they're at an expo uh, promoting all of their other stuff. But he's going to make the comment of, well, you know, I'm glad we were able to tell these stories because we only had a finite amount of time. Come on, man. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And and again, I understand it's money based. It's executive based. It's it's a pissing contest. I get it. I completely get that aspect. But if let's just say these things don't work out, let's just say it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And let's just say Spider-Man is. In, is doing Sony movies where where Venom all of, all of a sudden gets shoehorned in and Venom in his And they're not allowed movie, to talk about where he uh, got his suit because they don't legally yeah, own that anymore. <laughs> that's that, that, that's that. the biggest problem, if I'm being honest. That's the, that's the thing that makes me angriest. Not to interrupt you, but... Of course, no, no, I don't I, know how they can tell new Spider-Man stories when they're literally not allowed to reference 90% of the backstory they built for him. I don't fucking get it. Is, is half the world still going to be five years older? Because they can't reference the snap. Anyway, Jesus, I've been holding this in, man. I, I'm mad. I they, completely They would know. have to just reboot it. it, it like, if they care, right? Like, they don't if care, they which care. is why I think, they, well, I think they'll just be stupid. Anyway, continue. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you know, and that's the thing, like... Let's think about this logistically from what they actually will do if this happens. Mm-hmm. So Venom, the Venom movie itself, if anybody who has seen it, I'm sure you guys saw it. But yeah. uh, the, the Venom movie basically is a completely different uh, characterization of Eddie Brock as to what we were used to in the comic book. And on top mm-hmm. of that, he saved the world in the movie. Yeah. So he's going to go from saving the world to all of a sudden... Being like, oh, I want to terrorize this teenager. I, I mean, like, I don't know. Well, that's not that doesn't feel that crazy for that character. I mean, I, I Venom was a real, was a good bad movie, but 
I don't know. It, I, the it the idea of him being with Venom movie. is actually not, and I really don't care about that that much. That's not a huge concern for me. Uh, obviously, if they but, shorted uh, it in, yeah, but right, right, changing uh, I, that character. I still itself. think, I still think Sony really screwed themselves out of, out of a lot of money by forcing that Venom movie out when they did. Uh, they, Venom they made eight hundred million dollars, though, right? Yeah, I I know that, but the the franchise opportunities for that. I mean, yeah. it was an awful movie, from what I understand. I don't know because I didn't see it. I don't know it's how okay. they made. It was I think they good, made a lot of movie. money in China. Right? It was a good. Also, I'll tell you this: it was a very good movie to see uh, with a little alcohol mixed in the drink you got at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, Seriously, okay. it was fucking great, like that. Also, like if you like, really if you like, movie. if you like bad action movies especially ones where stars are flipping in, in and out of accents that don't make any sense every single scene, Venom oh. is r- great. Tom Hardy <laughs> speaks in like seven accents in that movie. Can you some can you somehow cut in, in at some point in this spot, well, here, um, the whole, uh, why would you do that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can we find that sound, Jake, please? Yes, I can get I'll get that. But, um, but, yeah, yeah if, ahead, they just, if they had just, you know, been patient, they could have had this whole you know, Venom franchise that would could have existed outside of the MCU, but still could have had ties to the MCU. I, I just, I don't know, man. They made like $240 million just for letting Marvel use Spider-Man in Civil War and the two Avengers movies that he was in. That seems like a pretty good deal, man. Yeah, and that doesn't even count the money they made on the standalone movies. Like, that's... Right, I, I right. don't know. It's... um. It's a cash yeah. cow that they just basically are like. I think. No, nah, I we... think no. I think they're arrogant though. If I had to take a guess, yeah. Yeah. I think that they're like they saw Venom and it's like we don't need you to uh, to make money in right. movies. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna make as much money. And I also the thing I've said, I've said is that I think that they'll make plenty of money on Spider on the third Spider Man. I think yeah. I don't even know if the fourth one's gonna happen though because. Because the third one is just going to be such a letdown because there is no way, like, by the very nature of what they would have to do, they cannot make a good movie. Even if the, all the bits of it are good, it just will make the it'll basically insult the audience's intelligence at, from yep, the very yep. beginning. Yep. Yeah. It's a story I, problem. I don't know. I, they, there's so much going on there. And by the way, Disney is not, like, innocent in this whole no, thing. No, they, they want more money. No, they're not. Yeah. And, so, yeah. All of this is... First of all, it's not a who's right and who's wrong. No, okay. Right. It's a it's this is a negotiation. So like, a lot of the the conversation around this is all from a fan perspective, where we're all, mm-hmm. you know, we we want to see you know where Iron Spider Man goes mm-hmm. in the MCU. Uh, so I understand it, but at the same time, I I don't think Disney's crazy for saying, hey, we'll just split the production costs and we'll split yeah. split the profits. I don't think yeah. it's nuts. And also, they tried to. They, allegedly, they tried to go down to twenty-five, and they still uh, wouldn't take it. Um, but can I tell a little story about Sony that I think is relevant here? So I, I mentioned this okay, on Twitter, ahead. and that because this is not the first time I've been uh, mad at Sony executives. And in fact, this is actually not the most mad I've ever been at Sony executives, if you believe it. So uh, my favorite show of all time is NBC's Community. Uh, which was owned by Sony. And after th- I started watching during the third season and I fell in love with it, I thought it was like, it's actually the show that made me want to write television for a living, yada, 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 yada. And after the third season was renewed, they, out of nowhere, fired the creator of the show and like said they were going to mm-hmm. go in a different direction. And wouldn't you know it, the fourth season is truly, like, I don't think it's, there are some, I'm an optimistic person, so I, 
I would say that I like the fourth season more than most community fans like the fourth season, and I hate the fourth season, okay? So... Okay. But the optimistic thing about this is, do you know how the story ends, AZ? Do you know why? Because community lasted six seasons. Do you know why only the fourth season was bad? Because after the fourth season, they hired Dan Harmon, the creator, back. I don't know what that means for this, but I'm saying that if the the third Spider-Man movie doesn't do that well... I would not be surprised if they come crawling back to Kevin Feige. Um, so I, yeah, I think that that, and that's a that, that there might be a parallel. I think I've been thinking about the parallel of that because it feels like a very similar decision of people not understanding what made people like their prop of, of Sony not understanding what made people like their property and getting rid of the creative brains behind it. You know what I mean? So you saying that right there irritates me more. Uh, not from the Kevin Feige Marvel standpoint, is because he really tried to flippantly act like the character is like, oh, it, you know, it's just another character. It's not another. character. I mean, that's that's, that's 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 negotiating in the public opinion. That's I mean, I, I don't I don't know how I, I don't know, but like I think that that very I took his comments as so much like when like an NBA player like leaks his camp leaks stuff about a team. Like he just wants because he's trying to say that. Oh, you think that we need Spider-Man? We have seventeen thousand other superheroes. Oh, uh, you got like we don't we don't need you at all. And that, I, he's trying to yeah. I, hey, listen, look at the track record though. I, I grew up reading Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which it was not a popular comic. No, not at all. I was shocked when I saw that they were making that movie. I was shocked. I felt the same way about Iron Man. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, how are they going to make an Iron Man movie? Mm-hmm. Iron Man was like a B-list guy. Yeah, because yeah. he was the most he was the most high profile. Uh, yeah. Other than Captain America, I think he was no. Yeah, he was the most high profile one that Marvel owned all of the rights to. That they owned exactly. Because yeah. I think and, even I think even the first Captain America was like also with a, with another studio. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. so I I mean, they're at the point. I mean, you look at look at the slate that's yeah. coming out. They're making the Eternals. Yeah. Yeah, that is why. Get out of here. I think that was pointed out, and I didn't actually, I never even thought about it this way, but um, the ringer Sean Fennessy was writing about, um, uh, actually, he was, I think he was, referencing a, he was referencing an article, and I think it was in a tweet, where he's pointed out that by almost any metric, Kevin Feige is the most successful movie producer of all time. If you look at movies he executively produced, he has not, he has had, I think, it, with the MCU, every single MCU movie has turned a profit. So that means that it's like 25 right. consecutive movies that he's made that have turned a profit. Right. No other producer yeah. could ever say that. Yeah, he's probably insane. the only one who can do, who can who can say what he say, said very flippantly. Yeah. Uh, and, I get, and I get that aspect. It's just me as who's the very quirky, who's gotten used to the idea, idea of the canonical uh, storylines of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Taking Spider-Man out of it would just kind of like it would still even with all of the the girth of characters that are coming our way, it still would sit wrong with me. It still wouldn't sit right with me. I feel funny about Spider-Man not being involved in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll just listen. They'll, they'll make a Squirrel Girl movie. That'll be the new <laughs> fulcrum point for the entire uh, Earth-bound part of the MCU. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, um. I'm hoping there's a good resolution. Uh, I think that uh, the thing that's funny to me, though, is that even though I think that from actually a money standpoint, I think that Disney is probably the one that's being difficult just based on the fact that 
they could just re- that they're refusing to renew the same deal they already had. Although I think that they probably deserve more money given how successful the Spider-Man movies have been. But anyway, I right. think it's really funny that if you look at the original leaks of the negotiations breaking down, they clearly yeah. were from Sony's point of view because they were oh, to yes. make Disney look bad. And the thing that's so yeah. funny, to me, legitimately funny to me, I actually looking back is funny that Sony could be so completely oblivious to how public opinion is about like the Marvel movies, that they could think that in any universe they wouldn't be considered the bad guy. Because no matter what. Right. Because the thing is, Mar- the reason why everyone's on Disney's side is not because they think Disney is the right stance in the negotiations. It's because Disney has built up so much goodwill with these movies because they've done these yeah. characters so right. And Sony has fucked these characters up so much. So it's like, in what they world are people... Three. In what world are people going to be like, you know what, Sony? Yeah, Marvel is taking advantage of you even though your movies are bad and their movies are good. Like, no one's... People want him in Marvel. Like, in, in fact, I would say that most right. people probably don't want Sony to own Spider-Man at all. So I don't know. I think that that was really, it was really kind of crazy that th- that I think that from like mm. a business standpoint, I don't know who's right and wrong, but Marvel has earned the goodwill that got them to be the hero of the story. Like, not they, you know what I mean? Like, they have earned that because they put in the work to get people on their side. It, yeah, it would be pretty cool if if Disney could just also own spider-man yeah and do their own thing you yeah. know since they own the marvel catalog man. that man that whole story of marvel in the 90s is just so wild and mm. depressing and yeah awful it's really funny that he's like yeah. the only one they don't have right because they have everything everyone else uh they they don't i thought they don't have the hulk yet oh, oh wait, no, 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 no no they, no, they have Fox. the hulk they have the uh no universal yeah. it's that they have the yeah, that's hulk what, that's what i meant yeah um but Part of the profit would have to go to Universal because Universal still retains some of the rights to it in order to still have the branding for the Hulk ride in Universal Studios Orlando. Right. Which is a fucking great ride, so I don't mind it that much. It's an okay ride. It's a great ride. It's a a great ride is what it is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm just not going to be the – I'm not going to be the person that's going to rely on Sony after they gave me Spider-Man 3 and the Amazing Spider-Man. So, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I don't think anyone would expect you to. I mean, I I don't think that you're – that's kind of, I think, the consensus opinion is I've I've seen the gif of uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3 dancing to, like, with his emo hair more than I can admit since. You know, Spider-Man 3 would have been fine if it was two movies, you know? Yeah, that's – yeah, that's – I think that's true, and I think they also would need to uh, cast a different Eddie Brock. But other than oh, that, sure. uh, yeah, yeah, that would yeah. help a lot. And maybe not have every single person who was in that movie cry. Every yeah. single person in that movie cry. Yeah, it's a lot. Every single and like the person. fact that they like shoehorn Gwen Stacy into it. Um, I mean, geez. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I think that it's, if, right. if, if we're ever in the doldrums, we should do a. Uh, I, if, even if I'm the only one who rewatches it, I'll rewatch Spider-Man Three. Because this is the thing. Like, I can watch any. Like, I like I just mentioned with Venom. Like, there's some stuff I can do to get myself to watch any movie. So. Uh, I can definitely, even though it's like three hours long. So hey, not. just be careful, man. I wouldn't want you guys to get sideways of anyone. For... <laughs> That's fair. Speaking of sideways, Thomas Hayden Church is in Spider-Man 3. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move yeah, on let's move to, to the, uh, all right, the so good stuff. We'll, we'll move to the D20. Yeah, the good stuff. The D23 Expo happened this weekend. There were there were some announcements of new shows along with some of the other stuff that we got from Disney+. Plus. Uh, Miss Marvel's coming to Disney Plus. We got She-Hulk coming to Disney Plus. We got Moon Knight, Moon Knight coming to Disney Plus. I mean, characters who 
who I've heard about but have not, you know, read yeah. the same way as most of the comic book heads like like Dave would. So let's let's start with that first, Moon Knight. Dave, what are how excited are you about Moon Knight and what can what kind of a character is he? What what can we look forward to with him? You know, so here's one of the things about the Marvel catalog in general, right? They've got all these unique characters that would allow them to tell like they could hit unique genres. Mm-hmm. So Moon Knight, I mean, I'm not going to call him a Batman ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's like a detective mm-hmm. who okay. does martial arts. Mm-hmm. So and, and I just think and they they could I'm assuming they're going to set it in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. That's you know, good okay. cuz that's a I one thing I do like about Marvel is how they space out where their movies take place in like you know, that they have different locations for certain movies, whereas, you know, DC is just the two cities that are next to each other. Uh, yeah, well, and what's uh, what was the Flash's city? I can't remember. Oh, Central know. City? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Central right. City. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's actually, one of, to me, one of the benefits of Marvel is that they use the real world. Yes. You know, it makes it easier to, to tell the story. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, for Moon Knight, for instance, like they can do a detective type series, right? Like, so they can do that genre that as a superhero mm-hmm. show. Um, I mean, again, Batman is going to be what people think of mm-hmm. who don't know about Moon Knight. That yeah. that's exactly who they're going to think of. And I would even say, like the Batman animated series, if they could, if they could think about that in mm-hmm. the back of their mind when they're when they're creating this show, it could be really good. Um, yeah. more than anything, I just love that all these guys that, you know, they were like these bit characters, I mean, completely bit characters. And now they're going to make a TV show out of them. It's fun. Like, I love this stuff. Like yeah. one of the reasons why I love comic books is because, you know, there are all these different genres and you figure out what you want, you know, and no one wants to read a, a incredible Hulk comic unless it's in space. So, it, you know. I'm fine with him not having a movie or a TV show and, and just pop it in on other people's stuff. But mm-hmm. Moon Knight is really cool that they're going to do a show. I, I'm pumped. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. So I was curious. Like, I know I know just from doing a little background that he has a little bit of a personality disorder, so to right. speak. Multiple personalities, yeah. Oh, okay. That's going to be interesting. I How they carry that in. And especially with Disney Plus, because we've had this discussion on this pod before, but with the the majority of the films being PG-13 and and how they kind of translate that to Disney Plus, a character like that who seems a little bit more extreme because I was reading uh, a Moon Knight comic uh, with him working with the Punisher the other day and it just got very, the dialogue got pretty dark. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see what they decide to do with that. Um, I would like to see something, uh, see something a little bit edgy. I think that have would be cool. They, have they talked about that in relation to Disney Plus? I don't like, think I mean, that they are going to go above TV fourteen because Disney is always okay. squeamish about sure. that. Um, but Which you can do a lot. In this yeah, space. exactly. Like you, and also you watch like Jessica Jones and stuff, then or like Punisher, and there's so much violence they just happen not to say the f word. That's basically it. Like that's really no nudity right. and no effort <laughs> is really like where the line is. And yeah, yeah. so well, that just breaks the re- reality for me is that that. These guys that I know. have superpowers don't use the F word. Yeah. <laughs> I was I thought you were going to say that these guys with superpowers don't show off their dicks. But I, we, we, we were thinking the same thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think we were. I don't think we were. Oh By the way, I just I just watched The Boys. So, you know, that, that that's interesting. I'm in, hardcore, the midst, I'm in the midst of that now. 
Yeah, I watched it all like last night and today. And nice. by the way, finished it without my wife, so she's gonna be mad. But um, if you if you need an R-rated fix for superhero stuff, that's mm-hmm. that's where I'd go. Oh um, yeah, it's definitely an eye tilt for sure. Have, um, have, have there been any casting rumors for Moon Knight? I, I was out of town all weekend, so I didn't see any. Not yet, not yet. I know there was a tiny in um, MCU Twitter lore. I, I just in reading, uh, there has been an argument about whether the character should be uh, Jewish, as the character's Jewish in the book. Yeah, you know, and and they haven't stuck to to those kind of conventions, right? Like, which is yeah. which is nice. But if they do, I, Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be a very interesting oh. guy uh, because of the 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 personality disorder stuff like i, I think you got to have a really good actor mm-hmm. yeah um and he's great i'm um, thinking uh, but that's I, a guy I, that, I feel like the thing though is that this is a clearly going to be a lower tier probably lower budgeted right. disney plus series absolutely so i don't think they can get joe golev but i do agree that that type of the i think it has to be a guy who can play troubled but then also can be like you know charming because i imagine that piece personalities that are fun to be around are ones that aren't and so, yeah, I think, right. I wouldn't be surprised if they cast someone who is, like, not necessarily completely unknown, but, like, someone who is, like, you know, third build on an HBO drama or something like that. Like, I think that they'll or probably... Or Yeah, they'll probably end <laughs> yeah. up going for a good, a really good actor as opposed to a bad, relatively famous actor, because it's not like they need... Like, Moon Knight is not going to be their flagship program. They're not putting in, you know, all their money. Yeah. Oh, they don't have to make money on any of this, by the no, way. No, they don't. Like none of the, they don't have to produce at the box office. They don't have to do anything. I mean, if if they're there, people are going to watch them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's some extra fan service that they're doing. To be honest with you, yeah. this is what this is what it feels like with them adding um, all these all these different characters and all these different shows. And speaking of different shows, uh, She Hulk is is another show that was announced. Um, that's going to be interesting because I, I do wonder how the, the Hulk does play into that that character. Will they use Banner in some in any type of form? I'm very, very curious to see that. Uh, Dave, what do we know about She-Hulk in particular? Is there anything interesting uh, about her besides the she's fact a, that she's an attorney? I was going to say, she's a lawyer. So, like, are we going to get Allie McBeal? Like is that what's gonna happen oh, with, don't. with like some? Please don't, don't, don't tell me, man. <laughs> if we get that, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna be so happy. That's gonna be so great, uh, superhero show. Ally Mc, uh, like a dra- a light dramedy where the how... main character sometimes turns green. Yeah, um, I mean, it would be it would be interesting if like you know like these two bit super villains were were like in court and <laughs> she was like yeah. a prosecuting attorney or. Or she was a criminal defender, even right? Like mm-hmm. that would that would be that would be funny. Like actually, you know, I thought I think in the comics she even defended Morbius once. Oh wow! Yeah, you know who you know who you think. won't see here defend Morbius anyone on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah, shadow. Yeah, there could That's be some interesting though. stuff. You know, like no, like yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. And, and I mean, again, like the casting of it, I think, is going to be key. Again, all of this stuff, the reason that Marvel has killed it is because they haven't really made any casting mistakes. Yeah, right. um, except Ed Norton, but just... that worked itself out. Right. Also, right. I, no, I would and, say Aaron Taylor Johnson was a casting mistake, but he died in the only movie he was in. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, for now. Um, 
But you know, like you know my theory on House of M. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's all about who they cast. So mm-hmm. as long as they cast the right person, we know that that they have the grand vision. They'll they'll put together a good show. They're they're definitely not hurting for money. I, I want I want them like with these TV shows. I feel like there's a there's a space there for more humor. Mm-hmm. I don't know that She-Hulk is the one where you're going to get more humor, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think that there is a space for that. Maybe Moon Knight is the one where yeah. they go a little funnier. I also think it seems like that yeah. has the possibility to for sure. I think that the thing with She-Hulk, there's a couple things that immediately came to mind. I tweeted one of them, which is if they're going to use the word She-Hulk, they need to kind of lampoon it because that's such an antiquated like oh, no one one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, but I also think that there, I think that She-Hulk will have humor in it because I think that they're really. If you don't have humor with a Hulk story, it 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 is so starkingly like maudlin almost because it just like I don't know how you tell it without it being like as dark as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, which obviously is what it is. Like I don't know how you unless you want it to be super like sad and like every morning She Hulk wakes up having like killed three people and because she can't control herself like that. I I think it definitely has to have a humor about the Hulk part. Yeah. Right. Oh well, yeah. The the how is always interesting, especially with how how you're trying to fit, and that's the that's the main thing. I and we've talked about this too. Is Disney Plus in general just the idea of them calling most of these shows uh, uh, whatever how many hour films, right? And and the translation of that uh, just to see that on screen is going to be interesting. How they layer and uh, map that out, what? as opposed to some of the issues in uh, the Netflix shows. Uh, here's another question for for this these shows. Like, are these going to be origin stories, or are we going to jump in? You know, like I don't mm, know. Right? That's yeah. That, that's a good that question. Varies. Uh, she Hulk, like she just stopped transforming at a certain point, so she was just permanently She Hulk after a little while. Oh. Kind of like Professor Hulk, right? So right, right, I mean, right, right. Maybe maybe we get like essentially Professor Professor She Hulk. Yeah. that makes sense. Um, where she works with Banner to, you know, take control or whatever. I mean, um, the the possibilities for this are endless. I actually think that that's probably the better way to go. Yeah, um, definitely you, makes more sense. Yeah. Well, the thing yeah. with She-Hulk is I am I'm, I'm curious with her specifically how uh, like I, I want to know if they do the uh, origin story that like is the standard one for her. I can't imagine like as as I'm seeing I'm reading it says like she got a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Um, yeah, which seems like that seems like a, a, a they should have probably saw that coming that that would turn her into a <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I wonder if they do that one. exactly. So I think that for her, even if we even if it's not like this show is not her origin story, I am interested in seeing um, how that ends up, how they end up portraying that. Yeah, all of the, all of that is going to be very interesting. And uh, the last series that was announced, the last TV series that was announced, was Miss Marvel. Um, I, I found it interesting that Kevin Feige went out of his way to say that Ms. Marvel will definitely be in movies, too. Mm-hmm. So right. it makes me wonder if this, that's a little bit of a new Avengers vibe, uh, young Avengers vibe. Uh, Dave, what do we know about Ms. Marvel and how does she fit into the grand scheme of things? in your opinion? I, All right. Now, as far as fitting into the grand scheme of things, I have no idea. Okay. I honestly I really am curious because of the the age factor right like she's essentially like 16 or something like she's young like you said the young avengers and they already kind of have that that spot covered with spider-man like you can't just have a bunch of you know 
hey, this is we're going to mentor this person. Like they can't all mm-hmm. be that. Um, unless you're going to wind up doing some kind of Young Adventures TV show, which you know I, we'll probably hear about that next year if they are. Um, it, it's uh, it, I think from a cultural standpoint, it's great that they're going to have an American Muslim character on television mm-hmm. who is of Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think that that is going to lead to a lot of very interesting storylines. I mean, they, they address a lot of the stuff in the comics. Um, so that's going to be really fascinating to watch. Like how much of that are they going to wade into? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, obviously the comics take more risks, I think yeah. than, than TV will, but, um, that's going to be interesting. But I mean, because of the failed Inhumans TV show, oh, I'm not boy. sure. Like, I'm not sure because I, I didn't even watch that. I didn't either. Because because yeah. the immediate it was immediate the 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 negative reviews. Like, I've never seen a show like before, like two weeks before it came out. Basically, they were just telling you, "Do not watch this." Right. And yeah. so so I, I mean I don't know how they're gonna handle how she like got her powers and all this other stuff. So, you know, because that's how she got it. She was exposed to the, to the Terrigen miss and is essentially she's an inhuman. Yeah. Um, but okay. I don't know how they're going to do it for this TV show. I mean, it's going to be interesting again, I mean, not having, not having Spider-Man is kind of a pain in the butt because they're pals, you know, like yeah. it'd be a great way. I don't know. Um, um, but I am, extremely fascinated by the storytelling possibilities of of miss marvel uh, and i'm actually looking at her wikipedia page now well i'm super excited oh. <laughs> from jersey city new jersey where i'm living right now so shouts to her <laughs> um but also i think that what you talked about what what do you say dave are they gonna film it there i don't know but if they do i'm you're no damn well i'm gonna be in the background of one of those scenes um actually speaking of which i actually once saw them uh i was once well, during my sophomore year of college i was walking home uh to my dorm in chinatown and we got stopped and they're filming a car chase, and we uh, asked what it was, and the guy, the PA, was like, "I'm not supposed to tell you this, but it's a thing for Netflix called Luke Cage." So that was fun. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that I think that um, you talk about how much they're going to go into like the Muslim and uh, like yeah. Pakistanis. I one, I really want them to because I think that that is the thing that comic books and sci-fi are so good about is about being places to talk about differences in people not just the fact that they have like superpowers or whatever like sci-fi and comics have always been have a you know inclusive progressive thing and but i think it's really going to be about uh who they get to be the showrunner of it and i really really hope that they get someone who at the very least has like some middle eastern ties or something like that or at least you know someone to guide it because i think that that was what made luke cage was felt authentic because it had a black showrunner jessica jones felt authentic because it had like a female showrunner who was willing to talk about issues that a male showrunner would not want to tackle and i don't know what those mm-hmm. issues would be for miss marvel but i jeff definitely want to i don't want to see uh the the spark notes version of growing up in like an islamic household because there was it was created by an islamic uh comic book writer correct right yeah so uh, they actually have a showrunner Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. It is uh, Bisha K Ali. Okay. Um, so she won a she. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking at her bio right now because I didn't even know that they. Had, yeah, I didn't know that, that they had done it. Um, the Ali sounds that? promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is there no bio? Oh, she's so she's from India. 
Okay, okay. yeah. She and uh, Kamala Khan is Pakistani. Not that they're the same thing at all. There have right, been many but... wars about that. But uh, right. they're the same region. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm. I I, I want to see these uh these new heroes. I want to see the young Avengers, new Avengers vibe. Just that new vibe hitting the screen uh, would definitely be cool. Especially if if you get a character like that who who who's just is just kind of different in a sense. It's different than what we're used to. So I, I like the like the direction in general of where they're going. So the 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 final announcement as far as the movies were concerned. Was uh, Black Panther two finally official? Mm-hmm. Uh, May sixth, twenty twenty two. Can't um, wait till the. Wait, what were we gonna say, Dave? I was gonna say I can't wait until they cast Namor. Oh yeah, yeah that's interesting. That. they gonna what they're gonna do with that that story? Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler talked about them really wanting to take the time to make sure that this sequel is up to par. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of potential to where they can go with this. I said this on Twitter the other day. I feel like any as long as you give me a natural progression towards Shuri taking a shot at the throne, then I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be good with it with it regardless of what yeah. they do. And I, I trust Ryan Coogler to not uh, settle for not that Marvel's ever really done this, but I can't imagine he's going to want to say something different with the sequel. Because he's just, like, yeah. you know, and Marvel has a bunch of great filmmakers making movies for them. I don't think it's controversial to say that Ryan Googler is probably the best one. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does. Another thing, another piece of information that was reported was uh, that Kit Harrington is going to play the main human in The Eternals, which uh, said okay, yes. means nothing except that I can repeat the joke that I tweeted that Marvel is going to have to invest a lot of money in Apple boxes and platform shoes. Apparently, Gemma Chan might be his love interest. Gemma Chan's like six feet tall. That's not gonna be good. Yeah, and she. So, this is funny that she's in the Eternals, but also was Minerva. Yes. In Captain Marvel, Mm -hmm. Uh, right? I I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I I don't have a problem with it because she was blue in Captain Marvel. (laughs) Like, right? She's not going to be blue. No. Right. She's a different blue character. Oh, Gemma Chan can only play blue characters in the MCU. It's in her contract. <laughs> How excited are you for the Eternals, Dave? Um, I, I listen. I, I've learned to trust these guys when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just excited for all of them, right? Like, it, it's at this point because there's so many of them. It's hard to get like super pumped for it. Like, I wasn't even. I was probably more excited for Spider-Man than I was for Endgame, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Endgame was like I knew what was going to happen. Right? Spider-Man, it's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Like it's the beginning of the next yeah. phase, or the end of the previous phase, beginning of the next phase. Yeah. And they give you a hell of a cliffhanger, which oh. even pisses you off even more if this thing doesn't. Uh, you know, Kevin Smith reviewed Spider-Man, and he talked about it, and and. Essentially, they made a second movie in that post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, completely like uh, here is a whole nother movie in like two minutes. It was yeah, excellent. You're, yeah. and, you're completely right. Yeah, two of the and best so, post-credit scenes ever. Yeah, and so um, you know, I, I I'm just kind of the normal amount of excited. I'm I'm actually I'm ready to to be pleasantly surprised. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, is one of the 
I mean, it's one of my favorite of these movies, but like, I just think it's such an excellent movie in general. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what they can do with these characters that don't have, like, they're not in the cultural zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. Like people don't know who the internals are. Yeah. So they can change things and you're not going to get people outside Mm -hmm. with pitchforks and, and tiki torch. Well, hopefully no tiki torches. Um, but, (laughs) but torches or, and over it. And so you actually, you know, you've got your nice, you know, you've got your outline of what you're going to do. And now you can actually see these, these filmmakers be creative with it. Like, like with guardians of the galaxy. So who's the person who's doing the Eternals? It's, she's a really famous, like she's a successful film. Like I forget her name. She's, she's made a bunch of like classy films, which is why, uh, I'm fat, interested to see um, what she is. She it is directed by Chloe Zhao. Zhao. She is. Uh, she's made a bunch of movies that I haven't seen, but they're all like Sundance <laughs> movies. So, oh, but, 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 but more importantly, though, we have the same alma mater, at Ma, mm. alma mater, New York University. Thank you very much, killing it out here. Um, so yeah. yeah, I trust her. <laughs> Give yourself some claps, Jake. <laughs> Give yourself some applause. And also, I know, Dave. I did want to touch on uh, touch with you the 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 whole WandaVision series. So we saw the poster, which was very interesting because of the silhouette of them sitting down. Like uh, it's a 1950s TV series, but in the the silhouette in the background in the shadow, you could see both Vision with a hole in his head and uh, Wanda in her. Scarlet Witch suit, which that 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 was interesting. So the House of M vibes are certainly there. There's a lot of potential for this show to get not only really weird but really good. And of course, all of the it's all of the MCU characters that are in it. Darcy, Kat Dennings is going to be in it. Uh, we've already discussed that Monica Rambeau is going to show up. Uh, Did you see Stephanie's Monica tweet about Rambeau? that? Uh, Stephanie Williams tweet about that. Wait, what did she say? She said. Uh, when she saw like the fifties thing, like the fifties motif, oh, she said yeah. Monica Rambeau better not be their maid or something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, yes. No. That was funny. Stephanie's the best. Stephanie's the best. We'll, we'll definitely get her back on in the future. Um, but yeah, like that that show has a lot of potential, and especially with the, it seems like its connection to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness. Um, that that is going to be very interesting. So, Dave, what are your thoughts? What are you looking forward to with? Uh, with a one division. Well, I, I don't want to. All right. So I don't want to spoil anything for the people that don't read comics, but, uh, the Scarlet witch has been crazy her entire existence in the comics. Mm-hmm. And so, um, obviously we, we watched her. She had like this huge mental breakdown after vision was killed and, you know, he wasn't brought back with the snap. And so my assumption is this is all going to be theater of the mind for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's my question is whether she's the one that's creating it, whether someone else is the one creating it, and then what starts to happen when it all falls apart because you know it's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And then what does that lead us into? I'm assuming we get this Wanda Vision, this version, one season. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. Makes sense. I think probably makes one sense. season. Yeah. And then it makes they sense. move into the next the next phase for for that character. I mean. You know, Scarlet Witch in in recent comics history, she's one of the m- most important characters. Well, she's so, so powerful. The, the well, reality right. bending powers that we haven't seen as of yet obviously seems like they're going to come into play here. And then it makes me wonder if Doctor Strange will have to 
deal with not only uh, the villain Nightmare that shows up in that movie, but deal with Wanda and whatever issues that she has. Mm-hmm. So My assumption is this is going to... Look, I, I'll just I'll spoil it. I think this is going to get us to X-Men. That's what I think. Okay. Okay, it makes it... Yeah, because, you know, the thing with the X-Men is it seems like they're not in any rush to, to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because it, it seems like they got things pretty much planned out at least till 2022 i'm sure it's longer than that but i have i have i have a good idea that it seems like the x-men we won't see till maybe 2023 2024 at this point and then including the fantastic four as well yeah i don't blame them for not being in a rush it's like they got uh i think that they one have you know the so much trust from the audience that it's not like they need to keep feeding us bigger and bigger things um and also i think that they are they want to be i I mean i can't imagine them wanting to be anything but making mcu movies for the next 30 years so like why uh they have all these characters why would they um throw them all at us throw them all at us at once and so yeah i don't mind if there's not an x-men movie until like you know past 2025 like that um i'll still be assuming the you know, we all haven't been swallowed alive by global warming. That I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, you never know what that. You never know. Stuff. That's real, but you never you know. Never know. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Dave, two quick hitters before we get out of here. Uh, Black Widow. Any any part of that movie? Because uh, a lot of people talk about their interest or lack thereof for it. What are you? Are, people yeah, aren't interested in a Black Widow movie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, people are annoying. Like, I mean, did you not watch Atomic Blonde? <laughs> That's the aesthetic I want them to go for with Black Widow. I, I know that yeah. they're not, but yeah. I mean, I also Salt uh, is another one that's kind of like got a similar thing to it. Oh yeah, Salt was very good, right? Um, I, I don't know, man. Me, I, I love those kind of movies. The thing that gives me hope is that all the best kinds of those movies take place in Europe. And this one does. Yeah. And there's something about like it being in. Well, I don't know what it matters. is. Yeah, this, it's like because you know what I think it is, and this is purely speculative. I think it's because since European cities are so much older, like the back, like mm-hmm. the alleys and stuff are so much more cramped, and like like the scene in Atomic Blonde with like the hose, like with the rope. Um, yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. work if it's not like a small cramped German apartment with like I don't know. Atomic Blonde was really great. I do hope that Black Widow has a story that I can make sense of. Um, but right. Well, the reason I, I say that Atomic Bond is because I come up with that, like the time period, right? Yeah. This is a this is a period piece, to a certain degree. I'm assuming yeah. it's going to be set in the 90s. Uh, or is that right? Or is it early? Well, no, 2000s? actually, no. well, it's it's actually there's two there's two things we're going to see. I heard we're going to get at least a, a if not a brief look, but a look at uh, her time with Hawkeye in Budapest. That's okay. One part, and then also um, this movie is set after Civil War. Okay. So I I almost exclusively avoid spoilers on this stuff. So I had no idea of all any of that. Yeah. Thanks for ruining it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, again, this is this is that that thing where they get to try out new genres, yeah. and I love it, man. I I and Taskmaster is a good villain. Taskmaster is a great villain. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. That could uh, be very fun. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, really um, oh, wait, Jake, you wanted to add something else there? No, just gonna say I'm really fa- excited, you know, by the fact that uh, you know the cast is good, and I think that um, I think that they have more confidence now 
to go all in on a, you know, because like the the European spy thriller, action thriller is like a great, 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 great genre. And I think it that, is. you know, if this movie came out five years ago, I don't know if they would have as much confidence to make it more that. But I think now they feel like, I think that they have the, that because they've gone so big with like Endgame and stuff, I, I, I think that they, I'd be shocked if this isn't like the smallest movie they've made in terms of scale. I think it's going to be good. I, I, I expect, I expect the spy vibes to your point and, and just a lot of the backstory stuff that maybe we don't know about Natasha in particular. And, and, uh, always want to see any, any, uh, lineage of history. And of course them, them in, introducing the new black widow. So that, uh, that'll be something to watch for as well. Uh, what, can we expect from that? Uh, we'll see what happens. And then, and then lastly, Dave, so Falcon and winter soldier. Um, so they're introducing a U.S. agent into mm-hmm. the in, into the show. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be very fun. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Um, I, I like that they went short hair. Oh, with, with Bucky, uh, yeah, and Bucky, yeah. <laughs> Clean yeah, it that's... up. Clean it up. That, that long hair wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. And then, of course, listen. I'm excited for I'm excited for Zemo, and we get Zemo in costume. That's yeah. gonna be cool too. Um, and yeah, so it seems like Falcon and Bucky are going to have a lot to deal with in six hours. And they're bringing back a lot of the crew from from uh, the Captain America movies, mm-hmm. so that so we'll see some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. So that'll definitely be fun to see for sure. And um, before we do the outro, I did want to. I would be remiss mm-hmm. if I if I read a statement from one Jerome Chang, but yep. he because he did have a statement about the Spider Man uh, situation. So <laughs> an official an official. A press missive, release a missive if you will from the desk of mm-hmm. <laughs> from the desk of desk of one jerome Cheng, aka mm-hmm. black dragon roll an exciting character joins the franchise he's first hinted at and rumors are abound but you don't believe it until you see it in front of you makes a stellar first impression and continues that momentum on his own achieves the greatest heights of the franchise on the biggest stage and offers a look into carrying this into the years beyond Every time you see it, you can't believe it because he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. But with every success, you feel better and better about it all. Then he chooses to go home to the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> oh, Jerome. And, it's, and then lastly, Spider-Man was my one year of Kawhi. I loved it. I will cherish it. It'll be fine. Jerome, no, it won't be fine. Stop that. Wow. It won't be fine if wow. that's the case. It's one thing if you no. feel like it's not going to be fine, but you never want to be the guy who says something's not going to be fine. If someone else thinks something's going to be fine, let them think that. Don't don't run it. Don't do that. I mean, jeez. I, I, I mean, jeez. I can be upset. He doesn't need to be upset. If he's if he's fine about it, then I'm not going to ruin that for him. That, that's mean. I'm going to ruin it, Jerome, you hipster. Okay. I'm going to ruin it for you. And, and on that note... Uh, Dave, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I definitely appreciate you coming on. Dave, where can we follow you, my brother? Uh, on Twitter at Dave Before NBA. Actually, everywhere. Any any social media is all the same, just to make it easy. Um, so that when I do stuff like this, I only have to say it once. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I love to talk comics and you know uh, TV and movies on the timeline. So uh, definitely, if you're listening, come in, jump in on some of these conversations. Right now, all I can think about is the boys. I got to admit, it's just in- incredible. Oh, it's a, it's an it's an interesting work of art, that's for sure. I really appreciated it. And Dave, we'll definitely get you back on in a comic book capacity, mm-hmm. working on something uh, involving that. So that should be interesting in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jay Christie, where can we follow you? Sir? Uh, you can follow me at the Jay Christie. You can listen to my other podcast, Sorted History. Um, and also, I actually just today, I uh, started a blogging project I'm going to do, try, try to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, where I look back on and write basically comedy blogs. When I say comedy, like, you know, humorous blogs about old bad tweets. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is the, so the first one I did was one about uh, Marcus Vick, Michael Vick's brother, making his brother's life a living hell, you know. Um, oh, Marcus Vick. Well, that was a so time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah, I know. It's uh, so. If you like bad tweets, look at that. It's on my timeline. Um, but if not, uh, I mean, if you don't like bad tweets, you shouldn't follow me at all. But I'm. But yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and finally, you can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight Nine Five. Uh, we're all we're all a part of Count the Dings in some capacity in, in form and shape or form. Uh, been part of the TV book club. We did an episode on the Patreon for not only Mindhunter, but uh, Succession that came out today. We'll be continuing to talk about those things in the weeks to come. And uh, shout out to everybody at Count the Dings. Uh, without them, this podcast would not be possible, to be honest with you. Yep, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't know these people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be a part of that. And, uh, and um, in the meantime, we will be back at some point in the not too distant future yeah. doing a couple of different things on this on this show. We're going to try and uh, keep things fresh and do a couple of different things. So for Jake Christie, for Dave DeFore, I'm Anthony Cantona III, and this has been Marvel Cinematic University. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>